Ask the Podcast Coach for July 10th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. That means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is uh, the one, the only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy I'm running off generation or generator power this right. morning. Power's out here in Omaha. We had a big storm. Hurricane force winds come through last night and knock out the power, but not to be thwarted. I'm on generator power. Well, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. It will affect the coffee pour, though. So, like, <laughs> or, like I'll just have to. Yeah, you have to. Like, fake it? I don't, yeah, there we go. But, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm confused because, yeah, my, oh, there we go. I was like, where's, where's my, the music? I changed the color coding on uh, the roadcaster. I'm like, wait, what's blue? Blue is coffee. Of course. That makes. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, that, uh, that almost coffee pour is uh, <laughs> brought to you by our good friends, Mark, our good friends or good friend, Mark. Mark is now he's part schizophrenic and uh, he because he is he's he's got two personalities he's a branding guy he's a podcaster and he's a marketing guy so if uh, who are we talking about Mark over at podcastbranding.co if you need any kind of image so if you need a logo if you need new artwork if you need a PDF anything that's going to look professional do you need a whole new website Mark can do all of that and if you go branding what is actually branding. Mark can answer that question as well because he can actually go through your podcast and your website and give you a podcast audit. And the beautiful thing, not only is Mark an award-winning graphic artist, he is a podcaster. So he you don't have to explain the whole, oh, it's kind of like internet radio thing. Mark gets all that. So when you're ready to take your branding and your image to the next level and look professional, then you got to go see Mark over at podcastbranding.co. <laughs> I almost forgot that part. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if nobody's on Clubhouse, but if you're on Clubhouse, you could raise your hand and we would uh, talk to you. And of course, if you have a question and you want to jump in live, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, or you can join us out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, we will uh, answer your questions there in the chat room. And um, how happy are you right now, Jim, with the the generator? Oh, listen, Dave, I lose my mind when we don't have power. I mean, it's just I, a couple of years ago, a tornado came through um, just south of us. We lost power for like four days and it, I almost like. I just almost ended it. I was, I can't handle it. Yeah. So at the beginning of the pandemic, so last March, I bought a, I think a 750 uh, generator and it sat in the garage and I've been, I pulled it out every other week just to start it, you know, but I can't think of, was this a bad decision? Cause as soon as you, you know, as soon as oh, yeah. you buy something like that, it guarantees that it's never going to happen again. Well, so this morning when I woke up and went to go use the little boy's room and I turned on the light and it was didn't come on and I missed the storm. I slept through the whole <laughs> storm, 90 mile an hour, hurricane force winds, all this crazy. Everybody's like, Oh, it was so terrible. And I was, I literally slept through the whole thing. Um, I was like, Oh, 
And then I went, yes, yeah. <laughs> the power's out. I get to use my generator. So um, it's running, running well. A couple, I mean, a couple things that won't run down here. I've got some big bulky computers, you know, some big Core i7, you know, flamethrowers. <laughs> those, those, it's, it's the, the switch struggles. I think it draws a little too much power. But this Mac Mini. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's the M1 chip. It's basically a mobile chip. Works great. My Surface Pro. Fires right up. They're on batteries, right? So the low power stuff works well. So I guess for podcasters, if you're thinking, you know, you got a live option or whatever, you might want to think through. I mean, we talk about having UPSs, you know, those are battery backups and stuff. But you might want to think through like, hey, what would I do if the power went out? Yeah. Dave, you know, what would what would you do? I was trying to think if I've ever missed because the power went out. I know I've I've traveled and things like that, but it's it's been close, you know. Yeah. And I I think we had once where I remember once I had to go. I remember because I had to go to I was I was trying to get the Wi-Fi off of Olive Garden. I remember mm-hmm. that it was years ago, mm-hmm. and you were you were still trying to keep the show going. It's like yeah, well, and that's the beauty with both of us is that uh, we could probably make it work if we needed to. Like I could do it because chances are you're not going to be you're not going to lose power, and I'm not going to lose power at the same time. Right. So. That's kind of, there's kind of an advantage there. Um, You know, I think practicing it, this is not the first time we had some power outage. Oh, I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe back in the spring. And I tried some things out and knew, okay, here's what I can run. Here's what I can't run. I need to label some things better so that I know what to unplug and plug into the, to the generator stuff. I haven't yet put in a house cutover. Like, you know, the, the fancy way to do this is you just turn on your generator and you have a cutover switch and you just flip it and it goes off the grid and goes onto the generator. I haven't done that yet. So I still need to still need to get that done. That'd be a little slicker because then circuits on the house would just be live and you can fire it up. The The great thing about it this morning, Dave, was that I caught both neighbors out cleaning up limbs and oh, I nice. said, Hey, I've got plenty of room on my generator. Bring me a, bring me in an extension cord and I can at least get your fridge covered. Cause that's the most important thing. Really, I mean, computers are important. Don't get me wrong. But it's fridge is really the most, you know, you don't want to, you got meat thawing and like, that's maddening, right? Yeah. Milk. Ice cream. So, when the ice cream, that's that's when you start crying. Oh, yeah, that's the that final is, straw. That's the end, you know. <laughs> so I said, hey, bring it over. I got one neighbor to plug in already. And I'm hoping the next neighbor will, will bring a power code over a little bit. I, I think we're going to be down most of the day. So, but well, that didn't stop. Ask the podcast coach. Thanks for, for uh, I pinged you about six and I'm like, Dave, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> and then I was like, well, wait a minute. I think I can make it work. So um, I did find a gas station that was open to get gas and, uh, and my coffee maker, while it, it doesn't make, it's an espresso. It doesn't make enough to pour. Like it just makes a cup at a time. That was the second thing I plugged in. You got to make sure you have coffee. <laughs> All right. I don't know if this applies, but. And now. Oh, that's the end. It said nerd out. And I was like, is that the out of nerding? And I was like, it's not. <laughs> but um, speaking of clips, I do have a clip that I wanted to play. I put a uh, a post in the podcast movement mm. Facebook group. And I think the last time I checked, there were 74 different comments on this. And it's interesting because some people get it. And some people don't. And I was like, and for the record, I'm talking about this on the School of Podcasting as well. So, but I have a different slant for the School of Podcasting. But this is our good buddy, Joe Rogan, who interviewed Adam Curry. And I really liked this appearance from Adam because Adam was kind of picking the topics. And so he was talking about some of the stuff he talks about on No Agenda. And actually, it was kind of fun because, you know, Joe Rogan talks about everything, 
and Adam was bringing up stuff and Joe's like, wait, what? And then he's having his, whoever his henchman is there, look it up. Yep. Sure enough. There's a thing that, you know, uh, it was interesting, but uh, towards the end, they started talking podcast monetization and Joe let out this, uh, this nugget. What I tell people about podcasting is you can't make money in podcasting. If you're trying to do podcasting to make money. <laughs> yeah. But if you sure. want to do a good yeah. job, if you just want to make a great podcast and you just keep doing it, you probably will. I can't guarantee you probably will make money. Though. You must ask your listeners to, or as we call them, producers to support you. You must ask them. So I like that line when he's like, instead of focusing on making money, focusing basically on making a good podcast. And I was like, that's what I've been saying for a long time. And, um, what was interesting is I, I made this cool little kind of quote with a screenshot of Joe and, you know, you're basically pull quote. That's what people call those. So I was like, that is a quote that's worth pulling. And I throw it in Facebook and there were a lot of people over there that are like, well, of course, first of all, they thought Adam said it. And I'm like, no, it's that's why Joe's picture is on it. Joe said it. And I had a few people that were like, well, it's easy to make money if you're a celebrity. And I was like, uh, hold on just a, a quick second. First things first, Joe Rogan started his career in, educa- in education. Wow, do I need more sleep? <laughs> I, I went to McDonald's this morning and tried to order a Big Mac, and they're like, what? And I was like, I'm sorry. I made an egg McMuffin. But in the wrong time zone. Yeah, Joe Rogan started in 1988. And actually, what's interesting is there's a spell in there where he went back to comedy in 2006 after doing Fear Factor and – you know, the man show and all this other stuff. But in 2006, he was like, all right, I guess I'm going back to comedy. And then he started his podcast in 2009. So he had time there to kind of like, it wasn't like he went from fear factor to podcast. It's like he went to podcast and the man show, which didn't do very well the last season and then blah, blah, blah. And so my whole point was uh, Joe's not successful because he's a celebrity. It doesn't hurt him. But I also know there's Andrew Dice Clay, Kathy Lee Gifford, and if I asked Rob Greenlee, he would know. But there are a bunch of cele- – Kathy Griffin, I think, for a while had a podcast. Just because you're a celebrity, it might get people to click play. It won't get them to click play twice if it's not any good. And that was kind of my point was mm-hmm. he said when you focus on making a good podcast and don't quit. And uh, some people just and, – and I think in some cases people – because people are saying it's impossible and that was fun because I, I got a lot of future interviews because people were like, look, I'm not a celebrity and I am, you know, after X amount of years, I'm now like one guy must be having his own product. And he said, I've added $100,000 to my bottom line. And I was like, OK. And uh, so it was just interesting to to watch the some people that go, oh, podcasting doesn't work because I'm not a celebrity. And I was like, I don't think it's the celebrity thing that uh, that works, that that makes him so. Yeah, well, I think it, I mean, if we have a, like a, if you're, if success is like a bank account and, you know, the, the, the fame, the early fame or the fame you bring in may be an additional deposit to that account to get you started. In other words, maybe capital uh, that you could use early and bank on to, to help get you going, but it doesn't guarantee anything. And it, and gosh, this is a lot, I mean, like if people think they're going to jump in here and this is going to be a career thing for the rest of their life, it's like, guys, this is, you maybe get, okay, if you do get famous, you maybe get three or four years of really good, a few are going to get maybe a decade, right? But, but I mean, look at TV, right. look at radio. I mean, it's kind of, you're kind of there. I mean, very few become like Rush Limbaugh where they're able to do this for 20 years, right? 
And so um, it just is like, I think it gets your get your thoughts around this right in that, from that sense. And if you don't have that bank account of, of fame ahead of you, where people know you, you're going to have to work extra hard to get there. You're going to have to make your own fame. Dave, I've been podcasting at Gallup for eight, nine years now. And I just now, like it's some of the things I'm doing are just now starting to pay off. Like, you know, and you just kind of go, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get the reps in. Like that's Rogan came to this with reps. He he's been working out for. It's like somebody complaining, like they haven't been working out for ten years, and they come to the gym and they're like, "Why can't I lift this weight?" Well, because you haven't gotten the reps. (laughs) You got to get the reps in, my friend. So stop worrying about other people. Focus on you and get some you know get some reps in. Yeah, Craig says um, most podcasters kick off with zero audience. I think Joe already had an audience who followed him to his podcast and he, and he did, but he didn't have millions. Like when he went to a comedy club, he had, you know, I don't know, a hundred people, maybe 500 people. I'm not sure how big the comedy club in Akron isn't that big. And, uh, you know, and the other thing that if you get a chance, I wish I would have had an example. I found a very early version of Joe on YouTube doing his podcast Hmm. and the guy could barely work a computer and he was in the dark. I mean, it was, you know, it was basically kind of, hey, <laughs> my lights won't go off. Doggone you. Hey, welcome Good. to the Joe Rogan show. I'm, it's like you can't see the guy. And I was like, so it's, again, I, I over the years, he learned and did and, you know, tried this and then that didn't work. And I think for a while he had a co-host or he would bring on a lot of comedians and stuff. And somewhere he just, you know, tried something different and, oh, well, that that seemed to go over well and that whole nine yards. But I just thought it was interesting how there, there were just some people over there that were very, and I just want to go, then why are you podcasting? They're like, Oh, this is never going to work and blah, blah, blah. You can't do it. It's impossible. And I was like, wow, impossible is a pretty strong word. And I was yeah. like, I'm like, eh, maybe I'm just a, the eternal optimist, but I was like, I, I'm, I'm here to say it's not going to happen in six months, but you know, it was, um, it was different. So, well, every show is an at bat. If we use baseball, yeah. you know, American baseball, every show is an at bat. And if you, if you, you know, if you think you're going to be a, you, you're going to hit five home runs and three at bats, like the math doesn't make any sense. You're going to have to get, you know, you're going to have to get hundreds or thousands of at bats to, to even get a chance at that and to make the majors, you know, that's the, you know, all the way up to the top. You're going to have to put the work in to go play through the minor leagues and you're going to have to have some luck there and you're going to have to network like crazy and you have to give your life to it. And so, you know, depending upon what you want to do, I, I, I am now full time at Gallup and what we do and I'm giving like it's some of it's starting to pay off because I'm doing it full time yeah. now. Right. And it's a niche. It's not going to be I'm not going to it's not going to get its way out to the, you know, to the public for the most part, because it's a super tight niche. So I don't have the expectations of not going to do 50,000 downloads an episode. That's just the, the audience is just not that big for it. But I tell you what, the engagement I get in the emails and lately I've been called. Dave, I told you, I, I think I, told, I mentioned this on the show. I changed my methodology. Now, when a customer contacts me, I just call them back like, hey, yeah. can we get on the phone for 15 minutes? All of them are like, man, I can't believe I'm talking to you because I watch you all the time, right? Got to get the reps in. It's yeah. it's interesting, those little things. In your case, you know, you dialed seven numbers and mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference. And I'm always amazed. I use um, Loom. It's a video to, and it makes it, you know, yeah. if somebody has a question and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like typing out 
you know, four paragraphs, I'll just hit record camera only. And I'll look into the camera and I'm like, Hey, Steve or Jane or whoever, you know, if you do this and that, blah, 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 I'll put a link in the email of the thing I'm talking about. And they, they freak out. They're like, I can't yeah. believe you made a video. And it's like, well, it, it took like four, you don't want to say, well, it took four seconds. You're like, Oh, no problem. You know, but it's a little thing that, you know, makes the, the big difference in many cases. So. Yeah. And, and with the listener and with that engagement, I think it's what we miss, you know, uh, when we're small and we don't have a big audience, you can do more of that. Rogan. Yeah. It's not scalable for Rogan to, to reach his audience one-on-one. He just can't do it. Right. He doesn't need to, to be honest for what he's trying to do, but it's, it might be scalable for you. Right. You might be, exactly. you know, if you're, I right? love to do things that don't scale. I'm like, I want to do things that don't scale until I can't do them until they don't scale any longer. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a mark of, for in my mind, it's kind of a mark of success. You're like, okay, when this doesn't scale any longer, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Cause then I need to come up with some other ways to get it done. Yeah. Uh, Stefan says, if you're a, if you have a strong fan base, it gives you a head start. Usually a 10, 10 uh, rule means 10% is interested. And among them, 10% engage. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's those super fans that really, you know, what's the other one, the 80, 20 rule, 20% of your business comes in for, or 80% of your business comes in from 20% of your audience or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That? That'd be, that, you could, you could say that. I think you could say that it's just small numbers, but you can't, you, you, you know, you don't play those numbers too for too long. You got to kind of be reaching because you're going to hit a, you're going to hit a vein somewhere, a, a, you know, a vein of gold that you didn't anticipate. You got to yeah. be ready for it when that happens. Yeah. Uh, Craig says, do you think platforms like Spotify will be paying more successful podcasters for exclusivity? That's a good question because they're I think so. probably, yeah, that seems to be their business plan. I'm just not sure there somewhere. There is a, like you said, a, a pipeline of gold that I, yeah. I'm, cause I'm going, how are they going to get their money back again? Cause uh-huh. I'm like, you know, uh, Amazon paid 60, was it how much was it 60 million for the three actors that are doing a show? Mm. And, and I just remember thinking they got, and they didn't pay to buy the show. They paid to have exclusive access to sponsorship. And I was like, you got to sell a lot of product to get $60 million back. In you know that's it's a loss leader though right and they're not they they do that it's a huge loss leader but it is a loss leader in the sense that they're doing that to gain that's advertising that's money they would normally be putting into the advertising space because they know it's going to generate I mean we're talking about it right and so it's for free we're not getting paid to talk about this so that that's marketing money a lot of times they don't look at look at back into the early days of Netflix and Amazon Prime when they were doing these shows and spending big money on them and nobody was watching I shouldn't say nobody but not as many right. people and they lost money on those shows but they that's they knew what they were doing um in an entrepreneur knows that in their business, they're probably going to lose money for the first three years before they make anything. This is where podcasters don't really understand it. You've got to, you've got to spend more than you're, if you want to, if you want success, you got to spend more than you're making early and it to, to get ahead. And then that comes back around. You just have to have some capital to do it. But if most, if people don't have money, then they have time. And so they're going to need to either just need to going to spend like crazy to get things rolling. But a lot of, a lot of folks aren't willing to do that. Yeah, Craig says I think it's cheaper for Spotify to stream podcast content than music. There's no licenses fee. I've heard that. I Robin Robin Todd say Todd specifically yeah. says that all the time. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. 
Because you think about it, a, a three-hour Rogan interview would be how many songs? You know what I mean? That's what it's where it's like if a song's yeah. four minutes long. I don't know if it works that way, Dave. Like, yeah. I don't know if people replace podcast listening with music. music. I don't think they're the same. Like, I think they're still listening to the same amount of music. They're adding podcasts. I I haven't seen any numbers to support that. Maybe Todd has some. But yeah. I, what's interesting is they keep because one of the things when when I talked to Adam Curry, he he was saying how you know networks have a problem because everybody on the network has to be brand safe. And Spotify seems to be going after people who are almost purposely not brand safe. I mean, Joe Rogan is almost taking over for Alex Jones in terms of like, I will talk about anything, anytime, anywhere. And then you, they just uh, call her daddy, which is extremely explicit. And uh, I'm trying to think who else. Amy Schumer was one of the first ones. That was an example of a celebrity who thought, hey, I'm a celebrity. I don't have to do any work. I can just talk to two of my friends and it'll be good. And it was, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Rogan. Uh, I, I often think Joe could make a great hour and a half interview if he just did some editing. But, and there's a lot of times when I listen to Joe Rogan and I'm listening to Joe talk about something that I can't see on a screen. He's like, oh, there it is. Look at it. Oh, geez. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, Joe, it's an audio podcast. And it's (laughs) not. It's video. But um, you just edited for Joe Rogan. Like you just did his editing job. Right. He knows people will do that. So why why would he go through the extra effort? He knows people are pulling clips out of his show and doing the editing for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I thought that was good in that quote is he said, if you keep going and, and looking at Joe's career, he started in 1988 in Boston doing comedy in 94, he moved to LA and did some television. He was on news radio and it's weird because you don't realize that because he had hair. It doesn't even look like Joe Rogan when he's on that show. Um, 97, he started working for UFC, um, 2000, he released. So in 2000, he released his first stand up special. That is 12 years after he started comedy. So right there, I kind of go, how many people would be doing comedy for 12 years? And, right. you know, holy cow. Uh, 2001, he started Fear Factor. 2003, he, he took over for The Man Show. Um, also in 2003, he was involved a little bit with the last comic standing television show. Um, and then in 2006, he went back to comedy. So there was he had no TV shows in 2006. And then in 2009, he launched a podcast. So even that, 2000, he's been doing it for 12 years. So, yeah, I think that's the other thing. You have to do it good. You have to not quit. So <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, you know, people, uh, you know in, in my 40s, I ran five marathons. And people say, uh, how did you do that? And I said, I just kept running. Uh, like, and I'm not a runner. Like, I was just, I had my um, trainer, who's been my trainer for the last 10 years, over the other night. And I was, I was like, you know, I'm a terrible runner, but I ran for 10 years because I, you know why? Because I didn't stop. Mm. Like I didn't. I, and, and so I think there's some, I was crazy by the way, but um, I think there's some tie over to, to podcasting. You just have to kind of constantly be thinking about it. It has to be kind of consuming for, for anybody who's doing this. If you want, by the way, if you want fame, be careful what you're looking for, because that may not be exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's not, it's not all that it's cracked up to be, but, um, the, the, these folks, it's for a lot of them. I mean, think about, I think for a while, Mark Marin's podcast took over his life. Mm. It became his podcast became his life. Right. And he, that's just all he did. 
in securing the interview. And I mean, think about the height of his podcast of having Obama on the, yeah. on there. Right. I mean, and, and the fun part of that, they contacted him. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Can you yeah. imagine that? Uh, hey, hi, this is, uh, is this Mark? Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> Tiffany. I'm calling from the White House. Um, President Obama would like to come to your garage. I'd be like, who is this really? I'd be like, get out. Okay, who's pranking me? <laughs> who is pranking me? All right, you know, hey, who's, you know, put your mom on. Like, yeah. stop, stop doing this. <laughs> How did you get this number? Wow, yeah. my refrigerator's running. Now <laughs> I need to go catch it. I get all those things. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you have to. You know, um, I, I think it's harder than, you know, interviewing famous people, I think is harder than most people think yeah. that it's, it's harder to secure those interviews and keep those interviews than it is to, to actually do them. Once you get them on, that's the easy part. The hard part is working through their handlers and scheduling times. They change stuff on you all the time, by the way, because things get more important than uh, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they call the, their, their, their folks call and yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah. Mike can't do this now. Can we move it? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Right. And until yeah. they're sitting in front of you, you kind of don't know yeah. if it's going to happen or not. And they don't want to be there. Like yeah. this is their eighth interview of the day. You know, and they're like, oh, God, don't ask me the stupid questions again. So tell me about yourself. Yeah. John Lee Dumas talks about how he got to interview Gene Simmons, of course, because Gene had a book to promote. Oh, sure. And Gene Simmons, the bass player, Kiss, and uh, kind of famous for being a character. And John said it was funny because for whatever reason, Gene was not having a good day and was a lot of nope, yep kind of questions and this and that. And he said, the minute I thanked him for being on the show... And I, you know, you kind of think you might hang a little bit. He's like, it was like click and it was on to the next one. And he was like, so yeah, yeah, um, you never know what you're going to get. No, I I don't. um, In in Gallup, I get a lot of our listeners are like, why don't you interview famous people on your podcast? And like, because they're not as interesting as you are. That's it. the, the the listeners are our coaches and our listeners are way more interesting to me anyways than any anybody famous like you just don't get their time you don't get their attention they don't really care they got other things to do but for them for for our listeners or our coaches it's a big deal to them i get all of their attention Dave, when we have them on the program and it's just a better interview just to be honest it's just better so I'd rather interview the average guy than anybody famous any day of the week. Well, and the key to that is uh, any kind of marketing book I read, and Thomas has a great question here. Thomas, if you want to jump in, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. We would be happy to uh, uh, get you up here. But um, uh, And I just lost my train of thought. Oh, oh you, you want to throw uh, his question up? Yeah. he. Uh, um, but the, the thing you want to – have is somebody to identify with. Like if you're looking at, I don't know, a a Viagra ad, it's not some 18 year old kid that's in the commercial because the target audience can't identify with that when it's, I don't know, any kind of, you know, and I've read where people that have, um, successful marketing campaigns, if it's, especially if it's a TV commercial, it's because the audience can identify with the person on the screen. They're like, Oh, that person's like me and they need blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And so, um, you know, that's, that's one of those things where, so when you talk about interviewing the average coach, people are like, Oh, that, that person's just like me and and look what they're doing. She's doing great. I bet I could do this too. So, yeah, so uh, Thomas has a question, which is interesting. I, I love these kinds of questions. My friends and I have a podcast, Name and Theme. Uh, 
I've got a Zoom PodTrack P4. There you go. Good. And an EV RE320 or RE20 and a camera to film. But I have no idea what I'm doing. Any suggestions on how to start? Um, I always ask, why are you doing this? Because that's important. If you can't say your why, you'll never make it through the how. Who is this for? And then what can you talk about that will hold their attention to, uh, you know, for the podcast while getting them to do your why? And then, Jim, I'll let you chime in. There's This is a fun one just to tee off on. Well, I just start practicing your interview so or practicing your podcast. So get on StreamYard or whatever you want to do. Hook up with some folks who are willing to chat you through it and and practice the actual form. Do do a few of them. Like, I, you know, you've heard me say this before. I'm a big fan of doing five or 10 of these things and throwing them all away because they're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. They're just, trust me, you think they're great. They're not great. They're awful. You'll think they're awful a couple of years from now. So, so I'm just, let me just save you the trouble. Get through a whole bunch of, of practicing on this. Um, and then when you feel like you've, okay, I feel like I've got this thing. Uh, as soon as it gets maybe boring, then maybe you have some good stuff uh, to do. So you just got to do, Dave. You got to get in. That's you got to get on with that fancy equipment, get it tested, figure it out. Some of those kinds of things. Yes, I, I always I get excited whenever the guitar comes out. <laughs> when, when I started playing the guitar, when I went to play a C chord, it sounded like this. <laughs> and then eventually you keep trying and all of a sudden it's like... And aside from that's out of tune, um, you know, but, yeah. but I don't take that first thing. I don't put that out in public because it's not right. good. And right. so by practicing, you end up with something that you're not going to be. Now, granted, just because I can play a C chord also doesn't mean I can make money with this. But it, I would also it's really that why. Also, since you have co-hosts, we actually just had an episode a, a while back. You know, make sure everybody understands what's expected. The more you can set expectations, the more there aren't any like, what do you mean? I got to do the image. I thought you were doing the social stuff. I thought I thought you were the more everybody knows who's on first and who's doing what, the less arguments you'll have later. Uh, Definitely make a thing in there about if any money is made, here's how we're going to split it and do that before you have money. You know, um, so uh, yeah. It, but the biggest thing is, you know, what's your show about? He didn't say that. He just said I have a show and a theme. So uh, we're happy to uh, to do well, that. Well, but, but it, it, yeah, let's throw that in there for us or yeah. join us. We'd love to have you in there. But it, it is, an, um, I think, the craft of doing this. And, and, you know, I think both you and I would agree. If we went back and listened to even, and we have, you when we, you've published the early versions of Ask the Podcast Coach. Yeah. Both, of, both of us had been podcasting for a long time. It took us a while to figure each other out. I bet it was five or 10 shows before we got our rhythms, right? Yeah. Before we kind of figured out cadence. I kind of knew when you wanted to talk and when you had something to say and when you didn't, that type deal. Yeah. Uh, He says, uh, my friend and I are both in our 60s and pastors. We talk for a living. Our pastors are pastors. Yeah. Our podcast, (laughs) uh, our podcast will be on issues of faith and spirituality so that the audience can. Right. That's my whole thing. I see that a lot where like I interview interesting people about interesting things so that you can what? Like what do you want the audience to be able to do with that? So. By the way, talking for a living and podcasting are two 
way different, different things. They are different. So that you're you're part of the way there. You're comfortable yeah. speaking. You 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 understand where you're trying to go with this. But it's a it's a little bit of a different. I wouldn't say completely different. It's a little bit of a different exercise to do a podcast than to speak in front of people. Podcasting though, Dave, has made me better at public speaking. So oh. like I I get the repetition now of like. And some of the stuff I do, the reps that I've done on podcasting has made me a better public speaker. So I think there'll be some improvement in that area as well. Yeah. Speaking of reps, Kyle Bondo. By the way, Kyle Bondo, congratulations. Soon to be grandfather, Kyle Bondo. Best and job I, in the world, by yeah. the way, grandfather. Best job in the world. <laughs> uh, do the push-up. Get your reps in. When you start doing push-ups, you can only do 10. If uh, you do them every day for 100 days, you can then do 100. Same with podcasting. Do the reps. Uh, I can't do a chin-up anymore. I tried to do one at the school the other night and was like, wow. Oh. I, I never could do a ton, but I was like, one was not happening. So, uh, you I think know. my arms would break if I tried to do that. Yeah. I think I'd break a bone or something. I, <laughs> so weak. Ah, come get me. I just walk around the rest of the day like this. I can't move. I want so, come get me. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, and, and get out there. It, but I'm with Jim and, and have fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's... You, you can't improve what you don't launch. I see a lot of people that, oh, it's it's weird. I, I It is a happy balance because I've seen people that don't do any planning and they just throw it out there. And then I see other people that never put anything out because they're trying to make it perfect. And it really doesn't have to be perfect at, at all. So Well, but listen, you and I have listened to those podcasts where the host and the co-host are trying to be funny and you can tell it's forced. <laughs> And, and and you're like, oh, that's awful. You, know, you and I have had some funny moments. We weren't trying to be funny. They just, right. they were funny because they were, it happened that way. So you've, you've heard those uncomfortable conversations where they're trying to manufacture something and right. And you're, God, this is painful. Yeah. So don't do that. Uh, the Audacity Boot Camp. Um, a lot of a lot of podcast consultants watching today, so that you can <laughs> phrases it changes everything. Yeah, it's uh, it really is. It's it's it goes back to the why. I always say that's where I start. Why are you doing this? Who are you talking to? And what do you want them to do? And if you want yeah. them to do something, they have to have some sort of benefit or something of that nature. And um, well, do you know why we do this? Sometimes uh, uh, is it. Why, why do you think we do this for who? Uh, for our awesome supporters. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you said that because I just looked up. I was like, oh, crap, it's 11.05 already. See, yeah. that's my co-host job. I need to make <laughs> sure I keep you on track. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes it's it's my response. Yeah, it's it. And sometimes you sit here and vamp while you wait for PowerPoint to load because you're like, okay, come on, anytime now, kids. Uh, but, yeah, we are talking about awesome people such as uh here we go if i share my screen yada 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 that screen there and talking about awesome people like well first jim uh over at you know james at the dog podcast uh, network if you have a, a cute little hound or a big i had um i think it was called a mastiff it was it was like you could, oh giant you could giant ride dog. this dog this somebody's yeah. walking around the neighborhood so if you got a big dog a little dog doesn't matter uh, you can go find all sorts of podcasts for dog lovers uh, go over to Dog Podcast Network they even have a contest going on where you can win five grand DPN baby Dog Podcast Network find it at dogpodcastnetwork.com. and uh, oh here James gets a double here I, I, it's not even queued up but we we said hey last week. We thought it was awesome that he was here, but uh, 
Dave hasn't fixed the slides yet, so he's still new, apparently. So <laughs> two weeks gets two weeks worth. But you know why he's, he's cool. in chat today. He's in chat, today and he too. also it was very nice of him. He cut a very nice testimonial for the School of Podcasting. So thank you, James, for that. Uh, that's on the page. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash testimonials. Oh, speaking of that, I know we're in the middle of thanking awesome supporters. If you use the file for download only feature of Libsyn, and notice that it's not available yet in Libsyn five. But then go in and grab the Libsyn 5 player. Anything that was file for download only, which means it's not in Apple, it's not in iTunes. So things like testimonials are great. Like, I don't want this to go down my feed. I just want to have a player on my website. Well, when you go to Libsyn 5 and grab the player, guess what? It puts it in your feed. So if you wondered why all of a sudden Dave had five testimonials come down the School of Podcasting feed, uh, that's what happened. So that's why it's called Libsyn 5 Beta, kids. Anyway, our $20 supporters... Are awesome people like Ed Sullivan at SonicCupcake.com. Um, Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards, where it's dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world since 2017. Have you seen the – do you have HBO Max yet, Jim? I do. I do. Did you watch The Heights? No. You should because the, the theme is when the going gets tough, the tough get dancing is basically – it was a fun show. It was – I was kind of bummed. I realized this is this, this segment's going to go for 10 minutes now. That's okay. But um, – it, th- there's a whole story there about how people came from the uh, Dominican Republic. They really had a struggle and they pushed hard and, and did all sorts of jobs so their kids could have a better life. And I think it almost gets lost in all the dancing and salsa moves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's kind of a, like, that's really the story here. But they're all like, ah, yet to dance, you know, the power's out, let's dance. Okay. Uh, Glenn Hebert over at the horse radio network.com. Uh, if you like horsies, uh, go over and check out Glenn. Uh, Max Trescott uh, up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. So if you're a pilot or like planes, check out Max. Uh, he's in the chat room. Uh, Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. Check him out, babymountainradio.com. Uh, Brock over at Occupied Podcast. If you're an occupational therapist, you would definitely like that. It's for all things occupation and occupational therapy. Kim Kradji over at Toastmasters101.net. If you're looking to develop your voice, reduce your editing time, or improve your content, Toastmasters101.net. Greg over at DutchShepherd.com. Greg will actually be on the School of Podcasting this week where he's teaching financial wellness, and uh, Greg's going to talk about when you need an LLC. Uh, Shane at spybury.com. So if you like Spy on Spy, James Bond, all things spy, check him out, spybury.com. Glenn over – Glenn? Greg. Greg at the Indie Drop-In Network. Uh, if you got a true crime show, a comedy show, or a scary story, he's got an audience waiting for those episodes. Check it out over at IndieDropIn.com. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter or see our $10 supporters, go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. And if you'd like to uh, sponsor Jim's Mug – or buy my book mm. or anything. If you just want to do a one-time donation, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. So thanks so, no, so much sorry. for that. That's no, right. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Um, I do have a new, I have a new sponsor starting uh, next week. Oh, there the you go. So we'll talk about that. We're, we're putting all those pieces together. Mug is being shipped, uh, copy, you know, I asked for copy and then I'll have to go listen to, to what they do. So we have a new, we'll have a new mug. Hopefully the power will be back on. 
uh, next week. Yeah, that would be good. It's. I would think it's a little easier. Your life is probably just a little easier when you have electricity. Although this is, I, I've got everything I need right now. I mean, the Mac is running. The I've got, you know, my Surface Pro is running. I have another smaller computer running and a fan blowing. Like, what more do you need? The a, a whole pot of coffee would. I'm out of my coffee. I'm gonna have to switch over to beer because I do have beer in the fridge. <laughs> Like that's that's what's close. So I may I may have to if you hear a in the post show, I might uh, might be switching over to beer. Is it okay to do beer at ten o'clock in the morning? Uh, you know, that, you're not a drinker, so you yeah. you, 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 you it's five but, o'clock somewhere, man. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, baby, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Uh, well, here I, I did find a question out in uh, – I think this was uh, another Facebook group. And somebody – the thing was, uh, you know, I, for whatever reason, I've, I've ended up with bad audio from my, my interview show. So my, my uh, interviewee had crappy audio. So he said, still, with a lot of editing, I've cleaned it up considerably, but it's not up to my usual quality standards. Um, Scratching the episode is not an option, nor is re-recording the interview. So would you, A, alert the listeners before the interview that the audio is less than perfect, B, wait and address the audio quality in a note before the show closing, C, ignore it like nothing had happened? Um, To be honest, I've heard worse, but my audio is usually better quality, so wondering if and how I should address it for my listeners. So what what say you? Do you do you say something before? Do you say something after? Or do you just say nothing? Oh, Craig good, Craig is saying ignore it. Yeah, yeah. I, this is this is a tough one because I think it depends. Yeah. Like just just how bad it is. That's it, right? I mean, if it's really bad, stop apologizing. But if it's really bad, I, yeah. you, you just may, maybe you just don't do it. Yeah, see, Craig has my whole thing. I, For me, I used to drive me nuts when I would go see a band, and they'd have all sorts of people dancing. They're having a good time. They're like, hey, we're going to do one of our own. And immediately, you just see everybody cross their arms and stand yeah. back like, all right, hot Prove shot. It. Let's see what you got. And I'm like, no, don't w- play your song. And then when people go, woo, you go, hey, I'm glad you like that one. That's one of ours. Yeah. Buy my CD over here. I'm like, but man, when you tell them up front, it does. I think it heightens people's. And and yeah. he's kind of saying here, it's not up to, because there's one thing. If you have like great audio and it's not as good, that doesn't mean it's horrible. It means it might. So, I mean, I, I hear a lot of people where, you know, they've got somebody on a blue Yeti and it sounds like they're in a cave and it's like, well, you know, it's, that's as good yeah. as it's going to get. So. The guys on Radio Lab from time to time are good at this. Yeah. They may just say, um, hey, we just got really bad audio. Sorry about that. And then they boom, they go right into it. Yeah. And, and and you kind of go, oh, oh, OK, well, I'll have to all this isn't going to be forever. So I'm not going to turn it off type deal. So there may be times where it's appropriate. If, if, if it's bad, just, but God, don't wax on about it That's forever. It. Right? It's like, hey guys, before I get to this interview, I want to so let you know, uh, this is like, I, I try my best and it's, you know, I was using, I was doing DBXing it and then the thing, and you go into the, all the, how the sausage is made and blah, blah, blah. And you know, the echo's still there and it sounds a little mm-hmm. bit like they're underwater. I don't know. I'm just so sorry. And you're like, look, just, just hit play. Like it's mm-hmm. fine. You know, it's, mm-hmm. but Craig does make a great point. He goes, look, if it's really bad, then uh, you don't publish it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm working with a client right now, and it's his show, and it's his brand. And I'm like, dude, 
when your guest sounds bad, that reflects on you, not them. It's like, yeah, we know that the the guest sounded bad, but you let them on. And when I mean right. bad, right. I mean like bad, bad. And I was like, that that can't make it to the air. I'm like, either redo it or pull it. And in one case, he was traveling and was in like Ireland or something like that and was like in this old castle. And it just sounded like, you know, he was, you know, recording in Yankee Stadium. It was like, hello, hello. It was like this man. is ridiculous. Well, don't you ask yourself the question, like, how long am I going to have to listen to this for? And that kind of determines it, whether you punt or stay. And and because if the host is good and the, the guest is mm, questionable, I might stay depending if, you know, listen, Mike Rose He's out of control right now. His podcast went from seven minutes to 15 to yeah. 5,000 hours. Like they are super long. And even just that change, even though his audio is good, like that expectation change is like, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have an hour and a half for Mike. Like yeah. I listen, I love Mike Rowe, but I, I don't know. So, you know, you have to kind of think like, how long is this going to go on for? Yeah. Uh, James says, I did a recording on the road once at a brewery. Construction started next door. I still chose to publish the episode, but made jokes yeah. about that's something I'll do. I'll be like, hey, I'm here on the floor at Podcast Movement talking with Jim Collison. And that yeah. explains why there's a bunch of murmuring in the background. So I've done yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know, Kyle says radio gets away with this all the time where, you know, you have the person on the phone like, can I please have some and you're like, okay, well, he's on the phone. That's how he's going to sound. Well, so, mowers, people start yeah. mowers. I hear, I, I interview folks and like, oh no, the mowers started. I don't hear it. I don't even hear it. Like I can't, don't, don't panic i can't even hear it so oftentimes yeah. on the on the other side if you just never said anything no one would ever know yeah and then somebody said in here oh here it is uncle marv don't say anything unless your listeners say something i've done that and if somebody emails me then and says hey like what the heck you know um and then in some cases I mean, i'm trying <laughs> I, it's it's just one of those things where it kind of depends i've done that i'm like hey you know, Uncle Marv sent in a note. If you listen to last week's episode, Uncle Marv asked me what was up with the audio. Just real quick, they, you know, we were in the middle of whatever and blah, blah, blah. Sorry, it wasn't as good as usual. This week, though, it's great because I'm talking with so and so. And that's kind of what you're talking about. If you're going to, mar- if you're going to talk about it, get in, get out, apologize and, and keep moving. So, um, do you have any advice on how to ask someone to interview on your podcast? Yes. Hey, Jim, I noticed that you are uh, definitely up on hardware. And I'm thinking of doing a podcast about what's the best laptop to get for a podcast. Um, I'd really like to have your expertise on my show, and I really think you could help my audience. Yeah. Yes. I would be on in a second. As opposed to, I was listening to episode fill in the blank, and I thought it was great. You might, you know. Like it's obvious it was a form letter yeah. and it was obvious that they didn't listen to it. And it's, you know, you get, we get as podcasters, we get dozens of those a yeah. week. It seems like it's yeah. slowed down a little bit, but you know, it's a, don't, don't ask that way. Don't, don't blank. Don't make it blanket. Just say, Hey, I want your expertise in this area. Would you be willing to to do that for me? Yeah. There's a thing I affectionately refer to as spray and pray. And this is where <laughs> yeah. you have a form letter and it sounds something like this. Hello. Notice, no name. Hello, I love your podcast. I think it's phenomenal and I'm getting a lot out of it. 
I want to talk to you about Jim Cullison. Jim Cullison invented sliced bread, cured cancer and AIDS, and is known to have a cure for the pandemic. And he did it all by the age of six. You know, he's blah, blah, blah. Great, great. Nothing about your audience. Nothing about how it's going to help you. It's all about Jim. And it's not the way to do it. A better way is to say, hey, I, uh, um, you know, hello, Tiana. Um, I listened to your show, name of show, and I heard you on episode six say that yada, yada, yada. And I heard where you're talking about you know, coaching and polling. I don't know if you've know this, but Jim Cullison is an actual podcaster and he knows a lot about polls. He works for Gallup and he knows a lot about coaching and maximizing your efforts and strengths finders and blah, blah, blah. I don't know that you've ever talked about strengths finders on your podcast and Jim is an expert in that. And I really think it can help your audience if you're interested. You know, another thing some people do sometimes is if you're approaching a show about being a guest, number one, listen to their show and see if they have guests. And then just number two, go, Hey, I was listening to your show on such and such. And I saw where you had a guest. Are you looking for more guests? And that can be it. Yeah. Like, like why give them four paragraphs if they're not taking more guests? But the, the bottom line is just don't, don't do the, the spray and pray. It's, it takes more time, but think of it as a, a shotgun versus a rifle. You know, yeah. a, a rifle you aim and you pull, and boy, when you hit it, it it really hits the target. Where a shotgun, you just kind of and hope it hits something. So, um, Mar- Marv brings up a good point. He, um, Uncle Marv in our chat room, yeah. he said uh, he contacted me this week. I had a guest on two weeks ago that would have been perfect for his show, and I told him that. And he he sent me an email and said, "Hey, could you make an introduction?" And so I sent an introduction this week and said, "Hey." Uh, John, um, I was on, uh, I was on Marv's show. This would be great. Uh, you might be interested in this. And then, uh, I assume they took it from there. And, uh, and so you can do it that way too. Just don't get weird with the, with the angles on this thing, you know, just ask. I always find, especially the busier the people are, just ask them and why I want you on my show to do this. Would you be willing? Yes or no. Do you like me? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the problem is uh, – that's, that's funny you say that because you think about it. That really is, I think, half the reason why podcasters don't take steps to do things is because if they get a no, they take it personal. And I always say a lot of times, especially with interviews, a no is not a no. It's a not now. Yeah. And the other thing is especially I see people like, how do I get a sponsor? Oh, well, it's easy. You go out and find somebody who has a product that your audience would enjoy and you go, hey, I have your target audience here. Would you like to give me some money to talk to them? You know, it's like go ask. And if they say no, it doesn't mean it's a no. It means a not now or maybe you need to go ask somebody else or something like that. So there's a really old clip of Gary V. I mean it's old. And he just grabs a phone book or something and – talks about how he's doing a podcast about wine or beer or something like that and just finds a, you know, distributor like, Hey, I have your audience. You know, would you like to, it's, it's, you just ask. And it's like, it's, but it is very much the, do you like me? Yes or no. And if they say no, it's like, I'm, dev- I'm melting, you know, <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, take rejection. It, it's just a thing. I've asked folks before I asked, um, Oh, uh, Michael Hyatt yeah. to be on a Gallup podcast one time. And I, I got pushed back to two or three handlers like, wow. well, Michael's kind of busy right now. And 
you know, and I was like, well, I mean, if he doesn't want to be on, he doesn't want to be on. Like, I, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that kind of issue. So, um, uh, what, what's, what's worked for me now, Dave, is when I have guests on home gadget geeks, I'll ask them, Hey, you were awesome. This is live, by the way, you, uh, I'd say this, you were awesome. If I asked you to come back, would you? And at the end of the show and almost always they're like, nobody's going to say no. Right. So that's worked. And then two to get, cause return guests are important to me. And then two, I had a guy contact me. He was the the guest on my show this week. He was, he sent me a note. He's like, Hey Jim, it's been a while. Um, you know, windows 11 is out. Can I, can I come on and talk about it? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so we, I built a, a, a culture of where that's okay for them yeah. to just ask me, hey, I've got something to say. Yeah, come on, let's, let's, let's get this thing done. So having that repertoire of guests, but, but I think it's really, really key to just ask them. Like, if you want to have them back, just ask them before you let them go from the show that you're doing it with. Is it okay if I contact you again? I'd love to have you back on. Yeah. Got some great uh, things here in the chat. Craig says, with the huge quantity of email traffic, yeah. it really is good to keep it short. Uh, Kyle says, networking for guests is a good approach. The friend of a friend introduction pre-validates you. Yeah, so that's another great thing, kind of what you did with Jim. And then yep. I'm not sure I understand this question. Stefan says, uh, what's your recommendation for first engagement with your listeners? Like the tagline of, of Warren Hewitt, um, hope you're doing marvelously well. First engagement with your listeners. Yeah, I'm not sure I understand. In other words, a, maybe a statement that you say, an opening statement that you say. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Picture, I do picture know. your target audience sitting across the table. What would you say to them? You know, I, for me, my little line on the school of podcasting is podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning hall of fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Why do I say that? Because it answers the question, why should you listen to me? Now, why am I worried about that? Because everybody and their brother is a podcast consultant. So I'm trying to find a way to give myself street cred in six seconds or less. Um, not because I'm a giant, um, you know, egomaniac. Um, well, in our intro here is very practiced. Like you, yeah. You say the same thing every week and then I do as well, but I, my, my job is to train. So, you know, you say, and you know, don't, don't, don't listen to cheap imitations, Jim Carlson for the hours. And I say, greetings, happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. And then it, and how did that come about? Uh, you just said it. Right? I just started doing it. Because yeah. that was me. I mean, yeah. I, the one day I just was like, you know, I hit this yeah, thing. It was like, podcast. It was like, hey, uh, welcome. It's um, Saturday and there's music. And uh, I'm Dave. And we asked your podcast questions live. Yeah. Okay. And um, that's Jim. I'm Dave. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just you kind of. Yeah. And I mean, for a while, I was your personal podcast coach. Um, on the school of podcasting. And that just came out of my mouth one day. And I was like, Oh, I kind of like the way that rolls off the tongue. I'm your personal podcast coach. Um, I used to be welcome to the school of podcasting where we talk about all things podcasting. I used to be welcome to the school of podcasting where I help you plan your podcast and grow your influence. And these are just things that came out of my mouth one day and I went, "Ah, let's try that. I like that. So you do them, you do them enough and then they become very natural. Yeah. And then, then you can, you know, um, then you can, then you can vamp around them, which is kind of cool. Right. Well, what's your, for your one show, you have a, a, I think called the coach. You have a. Yeah. called the coach. I am Jim Collison and live from the Gallup studios. This is Gallup's called the coach recorded on. Then I fill the data. And then I say, um, here on Call the Coach, we, you know, we cover all the, no, that's, I just, I just mixed my intro. Wow. It's like chocolate peanut butter together. Ah, 
You know, it's funny. It's hard to do those things without the, yeah, thank you. It's hard to do those things uh, yeah. without the, without the music and without the, the context yeah, yeah. that's there. Yeah. 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 But it's easier to say here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. Right. And then I say, I'm your host, Jim Carlson. Ooh. I was going to say, you, you see the dip? Yeah. Does that mean the, the janitor's out of gas? The janitor. Uh, I'm making up new words. The janitor. <laughs> It's 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 a gener yeah yeah it has the word gen we're gonna leave that out yeah I don't know I don't know what that was fun somebody plugged it maybe somebody plugged in or it could have been the fridges yeah the fridges drew power but anyways those statements broadcasting live from the average guy at TV studios here in a beautiful Bellevue Nebraska Mike the weather has been amazing then I start to vamp right, right. then that's the launch point to, to to talk about the weather with Mike Weger my co-host but having that there is a crutch to get me going and then you can launch you can kind of launch from there right that's what I like yeah Kyle says your show is called action that's your audio signature it's your sonic branding. Paul Harvey, you know, and now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. So hello Americans yeah. <laughs> and good day. This is Paul Harvey. Page two. Yeah. It's like, that's right. The master of the, <laughs> but he, but okay. But like he is, he was the master of this. He oh. had these segments, right. That he would do. And, and you knew exactly where he was in his show by those page yeah. two. Right. I mean, yeah. you knew where he was. It is. It's so good. It's such good show construction that you have those similar, you know, we, that you, you asking me, you know, what was also important? Yeah. Like, that's the question. Okay. We're going to go to our some subscribers. That's or supporters. Uh, he, that's was, our thing. he was the king of, it'd be like, you know, and there was a guy and he looked so professional because he had seen Mark over at podcast and all, all of a sudden you're like, wait, we're in the middle of an ad. I thought it was, yeah. a, he'd somehow weave that in there. And yeah, Kyle says page, page two. two? <laughs> like, yeah. He was good. And Re maybe Rexall, I think was one of his sponsors yeah. that Rexall, um, uh, they're, uh, I think aren't, aren't they like a drugstore kind of thing? Yeah. And he would have, he'd just build his ads, right? And he was masterful. I what mean, was, that guy was awesome. What was always fun is if you're turning through, like, let's say you hit scan on a radio dial and all of a sudden it would stop on a channel and there'd be nothing there. You're like, well, wait, it might be, it might be Paul Harvey. <laughs> yeah, he had he built in these long pauses, yeah. right? As he was doing it. Yeah. yeah. We lost a legend. When yeah. we lost him, we lost a, a radio legend yeah. for sure. But there's a lot of good things to take to take from him. Yeah, so. yeah. Great storyteller. And oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. you you mentioned Mike Rowe. I'm actually gonna be talking about Mike on the School of Podcasting this week because he talks about I'm gonna tie that into the Joe Rogan thing. He did a great episode. I'm with you. I liked him much better when he was short. But he talks about a teacher he had who said, focus – I got to get this straight now. Focus on the what, not the how. Because he was talking about how – I guess there was one point he was on a bridge and he was just he, – he forgot to focus on the what. And he was uh, – I, I think he said he was trying to look good for the camera or something like that. But he's on this bridge and you're supposed to have this tie line on because if you fall, you die. And he said, mm -hmm. and I, I quit focusing on the what, 
and focused more on like how I'm doing. And he goes, and he said, I've, he goes, I've, I've never, you know, had certain parts of his body pucker up so much when you realize that, Oh, I, you know, it's one of those things where you, yeah. So that's, that's going to be part of the school of podcasting this week, talking about focusing on the, the what, not the how. And I got to go back and listen to that episode now because now I'm a little blurry on it as well. But it's it's about focusing on what you're doing, what you're providing, that whole yeah. nine yards. So it kind of yeah. ties into the Joe Rogan thing this week. But, uh, Jim, what's coming up on the AverageGuy.tv? In- Rich Hay from Windows Observer and ITPodcastPro.com is on to talk all Windows 11. So if, you're, if you've heard like, oh, my gosh, there's a new version of Windows, we kind of dispel some of the myths about it and some of those things that are going on. So as soon as the power comes up and I can get to those computers <laughs> to edit that, it will, be, uh, it will be available and out here a little bit later today. Do we know when Windows 11 is supposed to come out? Fall. This later this fall. Right. I'm going to say I'm going to say November 11th because it's 11 11. So since it's Windows 11, you know, November 11th, 11 11. Ah, so that's what I'm going to say. I yeah, see maybe. what they're doing there. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Awesome. Well, stick around for some post show. We'll take more questions in just a bit. Yeah. 